0: Friends, welcome back to the Wild at Heart podcast here in the week of January 9th, 2023. It's almost, it's almost unbelievable that it's 2023. I don't know how that happened, but it is, and we keep going. We're going to begin with the pause that we've been doing through the fall here on the podcast at the opening, because the point is, as you're coming in from work or you're at the gym or you're out for a walk with your dog, this is an opportunity to find God. Mm. If we can't find God here together, we shouldn't be doing this. So the whole point is we take a moment at the beginning to release everyone and everything to God and then to pray for our union with him. So let's do that together. Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. Help me to release Lord. Help me to release the day. Help me to release the week, the news of the world, my life, my cares, to you. And just take a moment friends here in this quiet to just begin releasing everything to God. And then we pray for union. We pray for union, Jesus, restore my union with you, one heart, one mind, one life. Restore my soul's union with you. Breathe your life into us today. Come and meet me, God, in this podcast this week. I need you. Come and speak to me today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. It was a couple years ago that we started being frank (laughs) by opening the podcast, and this was before the pandemic. We would open the podcast with, maturity is no longer an option. Wholeheartedness is no longer an option. Do you remember that, Morgan? Oh,
1: yeah, I do.
0: Remember why we did it?
1: Well, I mean, the condition of the world, right? Where we said in order for a person to thrive, in order for a person to be well, to yep. have joy, it comes actually out of maturity.
0: By no other means. Yes. Right? You can't get there. Mm-hmm. You can't get to the life you want. You can't sustain a well being yeah. in this world, in this hour, yes. without wholeheartedness, without maturity. Morgan Snyder is here with me this week. We thought it would be really appropriate at the top of the year mm-hmm. to talk about that again and to come back around to the idea of there is a life that is available in God, but we have to just be honest and say, but only if you take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And there are so many forces that just keep whittling away what we feel like is the time, the margin, the availability to have a life with God, right? I'm too busy. I'm fried. I don't have the energy for it. But that's not true. And that's not helpful. And so, yeah, if you were tracking with us last year, gang, you know, we did series on sacred rhythms. We did series on union with Christ, on hearing the voice of God. And all of that's designed to help people get grounded in a deeper life in Jesus yes, so that we can live, yes. so that we can experience God in all his fullness and what he has I was enjoying a passage in First Corinthians this week, Morks, that says he he opens First Corinthians in the first chapter, Paul says, So you lack no spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for Jesus Christ to return. He's assuming that they have everything they need to live life as it's meant to be lived. Yes. Right? He's assuming that it's there. The the tools have been provided. Yeah. yeah. Right. There is a capacity. Yeah. So, discipleship yeah. has become uh, more than a passion for you. It's become a way of life. Yes. Something you think about a lot, mm-hmm. read on a lot, teach on a lot. Why? Yeah. I think the why,
1: maybe a way to approach that is what's the alternative, <laughs> right? Like you just said. There is no alternative to maturity. And I think what I'll do is I'll challenge that for a moment and say, there is one alternative and you can live a gospel of salvation and still practically run life on your own terms. The reality of the soul, you can have your trust in God. You can place your life in him. But if you've not gone through the process as the scriptures talk about maturing in oneness right we just prayed the union with christ that is cultivated and grown over time for deeper union you can live as a quote christian without christ in other words you're not united yes. with him you're not rooted mm. in him and what actually happens is it's practical agnosticism mm-hmm. in other words you can live a life as a good man or as a noble woman for God and be disconnected with God, not be powered by God, Mm. not be aligned with God, and therefore not maturing in union Mm. as we were designed to be. Mm. And so I think, John, at this hour on the earth particularly, the safest place to be is over time more and more of us coming home to union, alignment, dependency on more and more of God. And that's a process. And so I think in summary, maybe one way I'd frame it is, you know, we've talked a lot about secure attachment and Mm -hmm. repairing those places. And in the introduction to Jim Wilder's book, Renovated, he gives that poignant story about Dallas Willard that he said in his last year when he was dying, He said, I learned more in my last year than I did all my years previously Mm. about God. And it was this idea of salvation as the new attachment, that salvation was meant to Mm. attach us to God. And the part two of that is discipleship is how we mature in our salvation. In our attachment. In our attachment. Exactly.
0: That's really helpful to reframe because discipleship is one of those churchy words. Oh, I just, I'll be honest. I don't even like the word. It's dry.
1: feels like a lot of work.
0: Yeah. It just feels empty. It's like, oh no. You know, it's like somebody giving you a gym membership. You're like, (laughs) thank you. You know, like, I don't, I don't really want that. I don't want a personal trainer right now. Gang, this isn't about gym memberships and personal trainers. You know, they're awesome. But it's that idea of you're going to make me do a lot of work. Yes. And instead, what we're trying to reframe this as, the true meaning is that the goal of your life as a woman or a man who is a friend of God is deeper and deeper in union with him, deeper and deeper in attachment with him, more and more maturity so that you can have life yes so that you can weather the storms of this age so that you're not just holding on by your fingernails yes through the the real crises you know uh, of your life as just thinking back on christmas season and you know you reach out to friends and stuff and it's cards and phone calls yeah. and that kind of thing and i just kept getting overwhelmed with grief mm. Because everybody was in such a hard place yes. in, in my relational world. Yeah. There, you know, if not them, it was a child. It was yes. a parent that had just passed away or, or who was now in critical care. Somebody one circle out, at least, no farther. Yes. Everybody was in a hard place. And man, you just can't hang on by your fingernails. Yes. That, that's not the life that God intended for us. You can weather very, very difficult things if you are deeply rooted in God. Yes. Yeah, it brings a story back to me from a
1: podcast I did last year. I've become good soil with Jonathan, Melissa Helser, and Melissa's struggle with a chronic medical issue for all of her adult life. And the bottom line is it's been very debilitating. And she has, over those years, pursued every form of healing imaginable, physical, mm spiritual, emotional, and they are more deeply rooted in God as a couple than most anyone I know. And John, when she was sharing the story, was so beautiful what she said through that long, steady work of being a disciple, of practicing a life in God, She has not been healed physically, but she has grown to have a capacity of confidence in God. She said other women are actually intimidated by her. And she said, I don't apologize because I have 20 years of practicing. Yes confidence in God and finding him to be reliable. Yes. And so to your point of the suffering, nothing's changed on the surface of mm. what life feels like, mm. but the depth and breadth of her confidence as God has given her this fuel and this orientation to see clearly the story in which he lives yes. that's made her yes. have what Paul talks about, the unstoppable life.
0: Yes. Uh, let me add a quick uh clarification when Morgan says he did a podcast with the Hesslers, that is on the Become Good Soil podcast, right. friends. So if you haven't tapped into that, it's one of the offerings here at Wild at Heart that Morgan gives. I think it's every other week mm-hmm. is where you try yep. and get one out. And it is like a deeper dive. We needed a channel yeah. where deeper content could be offered here, which allowed this podcast to continue to be what it is. Yes. And so that when he says, I did a podcast with the hustlers, you're thinking, wait, I didn't hear that. Yeah. It's because it was on a different channel yes. called the Become Good Soil podcast. You can go back and listen to that. And I, I'm thinking, this was the point that Jesus was trying to make about building your house on rock or mm-hmm. building your house on sand. In that story that he tells, that parable, the wind and the rains come to everybody, mm. right? The storm hits Everybody, some it doesn't go well, yes. Others weather the storm because they are firmly rooted in God, yes. Right, and I think if you were to take Melissa and hold her up to a woman who had the gospel of salvation. Mm I'm saved. I love Jesus, but my regular life, I just live like everybody else lives. I mean, I got to get my kids to school. What are you talking about? And then I got to get to work and I've got deadlines and projects and I go to church. Mm -hmm. But if we're just candid, those are two very different approaches to life. Yes. And the fruit of it will be seen when the chronic pain hits. The fruit will be seen when the marriage falls apart. When the storm hits, the person who has chosen to be a disciple of Jesus will live. Yes. Not just survive by their fingernails. Yes. Right? Not barely. Well, this is a beautiful passage in Romans 5 where Paul says, we reign in life Mm -hmm. through Jesus Christ. I think there is meant to be a joyful experience not just gutting it out, I think that's available. I really do. Yeah, and having spent
1: the last two decades among disciples, I want to say, you'll know it by its fruit, right? right? Because the world's getting worse, but predominantly the culture of men and women we get to journey with, they are increasing in their capacity to receive love, to offer love. And here's the shift, John, I think, is what we're talking about is we're not necessarily talking about the activity. Right, because I carpooled my daughter to school today, right? Yep. And we picked up the groceries. And there are
0: deadlines to meet this week. All those things to
1: do. Yep. But the fact of the matter is, it's a way of seeing that frames all that we do. It's it's a lens. It's an interpretive grid. What's the lens? And, and the lens is that I am an apprentice of God and his kingdom. That that's the primary orientation and interpretive grid for my life. And so even when I look at the new Testament, it was written by disciples for disciples. Yes. I mean, that's the fundamental idea and the mm. invitation of the gospel. when, you know, when mm. Jesus says, I've commissioned you, I give you my authority, go and baptize them in this way of living, immerse them yes. in the father, son, and Holy spirit, train them and instruct them how they should go. When you start seeing it from that lens, you realize the gospel wasn't merely salvation. It was married to this gospel of discipleship. That is the gospel. And if that's true, then it's not negotiable. It's actually the essential lens for Mm. which we find the abundant life.
2: Mm.
0: I just have to address the big lie again. I don't have time for that. Yeah. I don't have margin for that. I don't have energy for that. Well, the reason that you don't have time, margin, and energy for that is that you haven't been a disciple. Yeah. And now you're gas, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, your life's crazy. Totally. And you, you, you got nothing, you know? I get that. I, right. I, I understand that. But it is available. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And as you make those incremental shifts toward I am an apprentice of the kingdom, you will find that it gives you the life to therefore create the margins yes. to make the tough choices. Totally. Right?
1: Yeah. Well, and I think one wise mentor said it this way, and these, this is one of those phrases that just years ago, probably over a decade ago, just stopped me in my tracks. And he said, the cost of non-discipleship is far greater than the cost of discipleship. <laughs> yeah. In other words, we are all being discipled by someone and something. Yes. That's where it's not optional. The question isn't, yeah. do you want to be a disciple of Christ? It, the question actually is more accurately, who and what is discipling you right now? Yes. It's very telling because we're made to be yes. taught. It To grow, to mature, yes, right? Jesus yes. had to do it himself.
0: Yeah, so when young people are spending seven hours a day on their mobile devices, they are being discipled. Exactly. They are in an apprenticeship to the world. Exactly. Which is why we started saying on the podcast several years ago, maturity is not an option, wholeheartedness is not an option, and I guess we should have added the qualifier, if you want to live. Yes, If you want to be well, to be well and to have God and to handle the storms, the bad news, the career setback, the recession, you know, the next pandemic, God forbid, whatever, right? You want to handle that well, maturity can see you through.
1: Absolutely. You know, one of the scriptures that's really helped me over the years in this, John, is in Ephesians. And what's so wonderfully paradoxical is it starts with probably the most poignant scripture for an argument of everything we're saying is wrong. And it's just about praying the prayer, becoming a Christian, right? In Ephesians chapter two, it says, now God has us where he wants us with all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play a major role. Okay, just pause there. The scripture says saving is up to God. Yeah, you think it's all going to be done for you. (laughs) Exactly. All you do is say yes and get that yes in before the end of your life, right? But then it's fascinating because Paul's making this brilliant invitation here. He goes on to say, you were all called to travel the same road in the same direction. So stay together both outwardly and inwardly. So now he he starts shifting going, but you realize this story of salvation is a journey, has a context, it's moving, it's mm. directional in community, inward and outward. And then he keeps going saying, we all have the same master, the same baptism. And the same God and Father who rules over all, works through all, and is present in all. Everything you are and think and do is permeated in oneness. And so now it's getting far more mysterious, far more beautiful. He's speaking with far more depth than a simple prayer of salvation. He's saying, this is permeated with oneness, everything you are. And now with that as introduction, he gets to the heart of it. He goes, so now... No more prolonged infancies among us, please. He said, we'll not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are easy prey for predators. God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth and tell it in love. Like Christ in everything, we take our lead from Christ, who is our source in everything. He keeps us in step. With each other, his very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up and mature, healthy in God, robust in love.
0: Let's just sit with that for mm-hmm. a second. the last passage healthy and mature
1: he keeps us in step with each other his very breath and blood flow through us nourishing us so that we will grow and mature healthy in god robust in love
0: that's the invitation friends and everything we do is designed to help you get there all the things we produce from the pause app to these podcasts to our retreats, the books that we put out, the film series. We want to tell you about a couple things you might lock to this year for your maturity. Over the years, we wondered what to do. Where do we take guys next? Mm-hmm. You know, we we started with Wild at Heart. We started with men's retreats and, and we did a lot of those. Um, and they're phenomenal. They are phenomenal. They are life-changing. But... They're a doorway. It's the wardrobe door, right? And into a world, into a life with God. But then you began to devote your time to the Become Good Soil Intensive, Mm -hmm. which is a difficult retreat to get into. It's an application process. You know, you got to jump through a number of hoops and you have to kind of prove to us you're serious about this. Um, Small groups of guys come into a much deeper experience, right? right? It's maturing, Mm -hmm. we are maturing. But we wanted to make that available to a wider group of people, to anyone, right? Who wanted to jump into that. And so you took that content, you created an experience like basic and core, which is all the video sessions, all the teaching, the note-taking guide, all that available online. We just released that. Yeah, Tell us about the Becoming a King retreat.
1: Yeah, John, it's really exciting to gather with the thirsty ones, the ones that have said, yes, have listened to this Waterheart podcast for years, have read the books, have gone through a study, have invited others, and they say through their actions, I want more, I'm all in. And now we threw the net to those guys. So as you said, what we realized over time was this is the type of content and experience that can be brought into local communities. It's an on-ramp for people that want to risk a deep dive, even if it's their first exposure. And so we took that Become Good Soil Intensive and we redesigned it and repackaged it in a way that any man could take it and offer it in his world. And like we did with basic and core, there's ways to do it as a public event where we promote it. So people come to wild at heart and become good soil looking for our events. And we say, yes, this is one of our events hosted by allies locally somewhere in the globe. Yeah, by
0: some friends in Austin, by some friends in New York, by some friends in London. Exactly. Or you can do it privately where you say, I have a fellowship or I have a company or I have a
1: church group that I want to try this with. So it's all free. And... the the flow of it is really choreographed where men get intimate times with God to reflect on a few big ideas, some pretty um, compelling teaching that again has been shaped to be an invitation to some of these core ideas that are foundational for the life of a disciple. We have an element we call story group where we've lowered the bar as a first time opportunity for men to both have their story be heard and shared um, in the context of love and mm. safety and confidence mm. and then to receive prayer. Mm. So it's a brilliant opportunity for men to really put this all into practice, wrestle with big ideas, be with the like-hearted, and risk offering something to those in the world that is a, a turnkey curated experience beginning to end. We give you the schedule. We give you the resources. We give you all the HD videos, and it's all um, a gift to you it's to really, dive
0: deep. It's really plug and play. It is. Which is how we designed BASIC, right. which is the Weld at Heart Retreat Online Core, which is the Captivating Retreat Online. It's plug and play. Yeah. Like You don't have to be a teacher. You don't have to be a pastor or a priest. You can facilitate this in your world three people totally. could do it together in a VRBO for a weekend, right? Or 40 people right? could go through it yeah, together. So we ran some test groups on this and I want you to hear their responses.
2: You know, maturation so much depends on experience. And like, so the experience of doing this for myself, you know, uh, just how it's, Help me grow in, in, you know, my prayer time and praying and inter- interceding for men and hearing from God and, and through, you know, spiritual warfare, like those are all things that through lead, you know, facilitating these, like I got to actually experience live fire training, which has done more to help me in my own personal maturation, but it's not, you know, just me, it's also this, oh, you know, for other, you know, for other men. And I, I just think of the, the the kingdom impact and the, you know, the, the ripple effect of, you know, one guy that attended ours just a few weeks ago hosted a Becoming a King retreat, you know, and then another guy who he had never met actually, you know, drove to North Dakota to help him with it. And, you know, there was a guy uh, who was 82 years old. And uh, I mean, he's just devouring this message. They brought
0: in guys that I'd never met before from all over the country, a small group, very small, but guys to hear their stories of how they found this. One 20-year-old, I said, how did you find us from Atlanta, Georgia? He said, well, I was kind of feeling desperate, and I Googled men's ministries. I experienced more power with John and us
1: in a cabin doing this retreat plug-and-play style than I did in
2: 2017
1: because the father is growing and it was powerful because we were all four together and you get that time together to invest in each other. Those are your crew. That's your squad. That's your group. And I love it because it's so intimate. From the attending perspective, I would say if you're alone and going by yourself, I'm proud of you way to risk God's in it. And there's actually a gift of being anonymous because you don't know anyone there. You can be wrecked. You can lose it and you can have like intimate time with God. And that was the first experience I had.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there it is. The proof is in the pudding and, you know, we could, oh my gosh, friends, we could play. Well, you have, you our listeners. You are these stories. Paul's beautiful phrase is, you are our letter written on human hearts. You all have stories from the pause app or from sacred romance Mm. or from this podcast and different experiences that you could have shared, but it is so good. The proof's in the pudding, Mm. right? So give me two of your favorite sessions, two of your favorite concepts.
1: Yeah, it's really fun that we get to have a masculine space to be honest about the challenges and the opportunities rooted in the fact that in the image of God, he created us male and female. He created us. So as a man, one of the categories I love exploring and inviting guys into is becoming a generalist. It's um, one of my favorite parts of becoming a king. And it's this idea that The culture in which we find ourselves, there is this slippery slope that goes almost unnamed until life goes sideways. But in the modern world, men tend towards a sort of specialization where parts of them go to sleep, parts of them atrophy, parts of them die. And so what happens is you have gifted men in powerful roles. In kingdoms, but they haven't taken the journey of initiation to become wholehearted and have a sort of masculine integrity through and through. And a man was designed to be able to tend to everything from a broken mower to a broken heart. And so when we have relinquished that sort of fierce mastery over areas we hire everything out and something goes to sleep and so you have the guy that he's powerful in the boardroom or he might be powerful as a ceo of a church or a senior pastor and then his car breaks down on the side of the road and he feels for yep Oh shit. This yes. is is reaction. What yes. do I do, right? Yes. I'm or, weak, I'm powerless. Exactly. I don't know how to handle my world. You have the guy that's a professional, is a physician and he saves lives and then he comes home to a crying daughter or a depressed wife and he just avoids them yeah. because he goes, I don't know what to do. The whole question behind it is how do you recover all the parts of a man. Mm. What does it look like to move towards the places of hiding Mm. and the places of fear rather than forsake them and just focus on the things you're really good at it. And it's really fun because every man has a frontier in this, every man, it's utterly unique. And the stories of restoration for the whole of the man that have come through uh, this content from Becoming a King retreat, Mm. has just been so life-giving.
0: Yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good session. And it's a really good chapter in the book, Becoming a King as well, Becoming a Generalist. I think the, the second idea I'd mention is really all of
1: it hinges on this idea of what does a man do with power? You just go on Google and pull up the stories in the news today and ask yourself, how many of them have the theme of men mishandling power? And it breaks my heart. I, mean, I, I get a motive inside because I'm longing to see the day that myself and others would become the kind of men that can harness power for the sake of love, to agree with God in the restoration of all that he created. And men are not in a good place. And it's a difficult culture to be a man. And what we do is we go straight to the heart of what's below the pain or the anger Mm. or the passivity or the aggression? What have you done with power? And what we try to do is recover God's design. And it starts with desire, reveals design, and design reveals destiny. And so the heart of it is inviting a man to consider what's gone wrong, what's not working, and how do we become sons that over time become the kind of kings that can be entrusted by God with his great gladness to rule and reign in partnership with him.
0: Okay. I want to grab that question for a minute. What's gone wrong? What's not working? Mm -hmm. Because whether you're a man or a woman listening to the podcast this week, the surprising idea that you introduced to me is that that's where God is. Mm. What's not working is where God is in our lives yes. because that is where immaturity is gently and lovingly being exposed and we are being invited to mature. So you just take what's not working, right? <laughs> my, uh, my work, my kids, my, my experience with God's not working. Okay. 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 So Let's go there. Yes. Go to those places rather than run from them. Exactly. Everybody, this could be just a basic thing you could do this week. Pick one thing that's not working and then in in your moments that you have with God this week, driving in your car, taking a walk, while you're on the treadmill, you know, you're praying and you're asking, "Okay, what in heaven's name are you doing with this?" What are you, what are you exposing, yes. Father? What, uh, I do feel the immaturity. I feel eight. I feel 12 as a little girl. I, I, I don't know what to do with this. Mm. How are you inviting me into maturity in that one simple question? Exactly. Right?
1: And the brilliance of the heart of God is that on every day, at every moment, God is making a fresh, narrow door. To mm. recover the narrow path mm. that leads to life. And so, as you're describing it, John, that pressing pain is actually the invitation to the with God life, eternal living here and now,, yeah. if we want it,
0: yeah, yeah, it is it is, it is. and i I just, oh my gosh, I just think about, yeah, we had we had some things go sideways in our lives back in December, and I could feel the anger, mm. and I could feel the immaturity. And I wanted to run, but God was in it and inviting, he was exposing, what are you going to do, John? Like you handle all the other parts of your life well, but this is where it's not working. This is where I am. Mm. This is where maturity, the invitation to maturity is taking place. What are you going to do, pal? You want to come with me into maturity? You want to run. And your
1: discipleship over time has taught you by practicing that it's worth turning towards it, it is. right? So it's you, worth just, it. you know that in your soul that it's worth. This is the invitation to yeah, life. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So friends, this the you know obviously big ideas this week. Maturity is not an option. Wholeheartedness is not an option. But another way of saying it is, maturity is the path to joy maturity and wholeheartedness are the path to life. I mean, it's like Peter said to Jesus, he's like, where are we going to go? There is no other life, friends. There is no other way to thrive, particularly in an hour like this one, which is just so gnarly on the earth and the spiritual warfare is very, very intense. The culture is, is in such hostility yeah all the things that used to provide for human psychological stability have been taken away i mean it's it's very destabilizing mm-hmm. well there is a place of stability and it is apprenticeship to jesus christ and to his kingdom it is learning to mature as a follower of jesus as your main thing yes not as something you're doing on the side right as the thing that allows you to interpret all other things everything else yeah so becoming a king retreat is our newest release on that but to remind you we're we're constantly creating stuff for mm-hmm. you all friends there's other <laughs> offerings so for women you know we put together there's there's on ramps and there's deep dives yeah. and the on ramps would be the captivating experience mm-hmm. that's available right there on the homepage of the wild at heart website or the wild at heart experience Men and women could do it together. Hey, ladies, after you do the six-week captivating experience, do the wild at heart. Yes. It'll blow your mind to hear men talking about themselves kind of like behind closed doors. Uh, Those are six part. Experiences about twenty minutes long, easy on ramps mm-hmm. for an individual to do, for a, a small group of people to do together. Some people are doing weekends with friends, right. in the mountains with those. All right, go to the beach. Yep, for a Saturday and Sunday and walk through three sessions a day with with your friends. Yep. Yeah, we also have added the Becoming a King experience, which is the short six part thing that these others are, and then there's now the Becoming a King retreat, which is the four-day dive. Yes. So there's basic, which is the four-day dive through wild at heart. There's core, which is the four-day dive through captivating. So there's ways to grow, ways to mature, things to tap into this year. And to do it with others is a really good idea. You know, to be honest, you could sit down as as an individual Mm -hmm. and just go through any of these things, Mm -hmm. including the four-day thing. Mm -hmm. You could do that. Mm -hmm. And it would be life-changing but it's really powerful to go through it with a few people. Mm -hmm. I guess we want to close um, friends, men and women, with the idea that the big lie of the hour is, I don't have time for this. I don't have margin. I don't have the emotional margin for this. And I I understand uh, some of the staff was sitting around kind of checking in with each other at the end of the year, and Alex said, I don't know how to explain this. I am more united to Christ than I've ever been, and I'm more exhausted than I've ever been. What, what's with that? Well, it's the hour that we're living in. It's the stresses, pressures, intensities of this particular moment in the human experience. And the lie is that you, you don't have room to be a disciple that's a lie. Yes, you do. God God will make himself available to you as you make yourself available to him and ask him, Lord, what is the path for me this year towards maturity, towards wholeheartedness?